to have a successful retirement, you need to have an avocation. Hi there. This is Michael C. Patterson, CEO of MindRamp Coaching and Consulting. At MindRamp, we are passionate about redefining human longevity. This is an article I wrote called Trading Up, From a Vocation to My Avocation. It was written for a newsletter for the Northwest Center for Creative Aging, which is run by my good friend Rebecca Crichton. Here we go. I frequently think back to 1999 when I read a piece of advice in a book called The Longevity Strategy by Richard Restack and David Mahoney. To have a successful retirement, they argued, you need to have an avocation. Yes, I agree, but there is more to that. An avocation is not a job, that's a vocation. And it's much more than a hobby. An avocation is a deep and passionate engagement in an activity that has meaning, gravitas, breadth, and depth. If we're lucky, our vocation, a job that we get paid to do, is deeply engaging for us. But when we retire or leave the vocation of our working life, an avocation is a passion to pursue what we want to do, something we want to do on our own, without the structure of a job and without the incentive of a paycheck. I was very fortunate that I have an avocation that gives my life meaning and purpose and also brings me great pleasure. My current avocation has deep roots in my past, even though it has evolved and morphed into something quite different from its origins. My first real passion as a young adult was the theater. I loved performing and all aspects of putting on a stage presentation. My theater days have become distant memories, and my current passion revolves around the evolving sciences of brain and mind. I frequently ask myself, how did my passion for theater lead to a fascination for neuroscience? I think the through line, which is a wonderful theater term, the through line is grounded in a fascination with human behavior. We are such magnificent yet mystifying creatures. We are a species capable of producing breathtaking beauty and awe-inspiring creations. Yet we are also capable of brutal oppression and mindless destruction. At their core, both theater and neuroscience are disciplines that strive to understand the complexities of human behavior. This driving curiosity about the mechanisms of the human mind and the drivers of human behavior continue to fascinate me and energize my daily life. I agree with Mahoney and Restack that having an avocation gives retirement, or really any stage of life, greater meaning and purpose. But I've come to realize that an avocation alone is not sufficient, at least not for me. Perhaps it's the actor in me, but I've come to realize that I also need an audience. For one thing, a good avocation should connect you to a broader community and to a, a grander enterprise. A passion to end poverty, for example, can connect one to volunteer groups or to social and political movements that strive to balance the inequitable distribution of wealth that plagues our world. Well, my quest to understand human behavior is connected to a desire to amplify our creative and artistic achievements while diminishing our propensities for greed, violence, and hatred of those we deem as others. 
These desires connect me with a variety of different communities, including artists, creators, psychologists, evolutionary biologists, sociologists, and neuroscientists, and so on. So I can tap into these communities and feel some comradeship, but they remain somewhat abstract and distant. Full disclosure, I'm not much of a joiner. I never have been. I'm, I'm an introvert. I get energy from myself and tend to find group interactions exhausting and depleting. So when I need an audience, I'm talking about a smaller, more intimate relationship. I find that I need at least one individual who shares my passion and is willing, even eager, to discuss ideas, raise questions, and offer the kind of speculation that keeps the avocation alive and growing. My colleague and friend, my buddy, Roger Anjanson, has been my valued brain sciences audience for the past two decades. It's a reciprocal relationship, I hope. It's confirmed each time Roger echoes many of my thoughts and feelings with reverberations that confirm that I exist and I'm being heard. Without this audience of one, my audience with Roger, my ideas and imaginings would simply you know, float off into the ether and gradually dissipate without any lasting impact. In this sense, having an audience is an essential aspect of my sense of self. And together, Roger and I strive to turn our thoughts and ideas into action. We strive to translate our research into practical programs that can be applied to help people live long and live well. With Roger as my initial audience, I find the courage and self-confidence to share my thinking and my passions with a larger audience. Roger's route to our shared avocation was different from mine. He started as a public defender, helping farmers keep their farms and protecting animals, uh, animals in the wild in particular. Unfortunately, Roger was unable to turn away a client in need, and he eventually was overwhelmed by an ever-growing mountain of work and responsibility, and he burned out. After months of inactivity, his wife showed him a help-wanted classified. An assisted living community needed a part-time van driver. His wife knew how much Roger loved his grandmother, his nana, and that there would be lots of nanas there at this new place. So Roger took the job. He thrived, and it was obvious to him that every passenger on the van was having fun with him. And then it happened. A couple of weeks later, the activity director suddenly quit, and Roger was offered the full-time job and a 25 cent an hour increase. He pointed out that he had no training, uh, you know, in this activity director business, but he was told that all he needed to remember was the three Bs, Bibles, birthdays, and bingo. Well, needless to say, the three Bs was a woefully inadequate strategy for engaging the minds of Roger's newest nest of nanas. So he began inventing mentally stimulating games, activities, and events. Roger's passion for brain science was born there. He became fascinated with figuring out what kinds of mental activities improved mood and cognition, and why. He quickly developed a program called Memorobics that was shown in a published peer-reviewed clinical trial to improve mood and memory, as well as lessen the symptoms of depression. Now, I met Roger at the uh, American Society on Aging conference in 2006. 
I was running the nationally recognized Staying Sharp Brain Health program for AARP and attended each of the seven sessions in their first ever brain health track. Roger was at every session as well, and he gave the track's final presentation, focusing on his work in developing his Memorobics Cognitive Intervention Program. Well, during his session, my mind shouted, Bingo! Roger was just the person I was looking for. I hired him as a consultant for the Staying Sharp program, and Roger and I developed and pilot-tested AARP's Brain Health Ambassador program, only to have it all derailed in 2009 when the entire Staying Sharp program was discontinued in the wake of the recession. I suffered a forced retirement at age 62 because of the economic downturn and the downsizing at AARP. My vocation was gone. So was Rogers. We both thought, let's do this. So we took a leap of faith and started our own organization that we ended up calling MindRamp to continue to pursue our shared passion and brain health. You know, in retrospect, I realized that I had two essential ingredients for my own successful retirement or semi-retirement. I had an avocation and I had someone who wanted to share my journey of exploration and adventure. I count myself very lucky and fortunate on both counts. We invite you to join MindRamp in our quest to create the kind of society in which everyone has the opportunity to live a long, healthy, happy, and fulfilling life that ends with a peaceful and dignified death. Please visit our website at www.mindramp.org, M-I-N-D-R-A-M-P.org, to learn more about our work and to take advantage of the free resources we make available. All right, that's it for now. Take care of yourself, take care of your family and your neighbors, and take care of the planet.